Whoever is listening, guys, welcome back. We're glad to have you in. This is the Man with the Plan podcast, episode 71. I got a special interview for you guys today. Joining us is one of the Collins Hill assistant coaches, state champion for Collins Hill. This is uh, Coach Chip Holloway. Welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks a lot, Grayson, for having me on today. Appreciate it. Yeah, we're really appreciative that you were able to come on. This should be a really fun interview for you guys. So I just want to get right into it. Is obviously this is one of the things that you're doing. You're coaching. What is the draw to this? To what what coaching is? What's that draw about football? And what what makes it unique amongst other sports? Because there could be soccer, basketball. What separates football, especially as a coach, that other sports necessarily don't have? Well, I tell you, the draw. You know, for me, uh, has always been you get to definitely make a difference in young people's life. I mean. I'm sure all the coaches out there, you know, they got into the business because somebody was a role model to them, uh, you know, a game changer, a life changer for them. Um, you know, it's a business that, uh, you know, causes people to, uh, you know, they care about individuals. I mean, I always tell the kids just in my classroom alone, uh, you know, at school, you're there for eight hours of the day. Um, and then the rest of the time, you know, at the house, uh, you see your parents and everything. So you really you know, get to make an impact in uh, young people's lives. And uh, that's really cool. Um, you know, especially this year, coming back into it, being at a middle school for so long, you get to you get to see the kids grow and develop from, I've seen them from sixth grade, you know, all the way up until, you know, their senior year right here and people signing scholarships and getting free tuition to go further their education. So that's really cool. As far as, you know, being unique, to other sports, um, you know, a lot of sports, you know, out there, they do have team concepts and things like that. But I really think football is unique because uh, it's really a brotherhood. Um, you know, you don't want to let your brother down. You don't want to let your family member down. You're, uh, you know, you're in the huddle with a lot of different uh, people from all different walks of life. And you got to come together for a certain cause. Um, and I think that's pretty cool. Like Bill Curry, you know, one of the famous uh, football players in the NFL and uh, in college as well. You know, he he speaks about the huddle being able, you know, his own personal huddle gets bigger every year because of the impact he had. He has with people's lives and then um, just being able to uh, grow each year and, and having different members of, you know, that he's impacted being a huddle and they are, are part of his life forever. So that's, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you talked about coming back to uh, Collinsville, especially after being teaching middle school for so long. What got you back into it? What does this first year back meant to you, especially going on such a run like Collins Hill did? To yeah. walk, walk us through what it's been like and just getting back into the motions of being a football coach. Yeah, uh, yeah, because I got out of it for a while. I, I had the opportunity uh, to open up Collins Hill in 1994, um, and then I left after a few years and went, became a head wrestling coach. And, uh, but I've been at the feeder middle school there that feeds Collins Hill for 23 years. Uh, I got out of it for a while to just be with my own children, uh, coach them and, and further my education. Uh, since uh, Coach Gregory, Coach uh, Lenny Gregory, he's been there for five years now. Uh, as soon as he got there first year, he came over to the middle school, introduced himself, started talking to the kids, got real involved, 
you know, with the youth program. And so I got to build a relationship with him and I, I, you know, missed it every time he'd come around for the season. I was like, I kind of get an itch, you know, I wanted to get back in it. Uh, never did. Um, but a couple years ago, Coach Gregory called me and said, hey, you know, I, we redid our weight room up here. Would you be interested in coming over here and, you know, picking out some weights uh, for the middle school? And so I started a weightlifting program back, you know, in the middle school and, and got that going. That really fired me up. Uh, just to be able to work with those guys. The juniors this year on the Collins Hill football team, they really benefited from working out at the middle school. And uh, so he, he's asked me the last couple of years, you know, do I want to get back? I, I said, no, my family, my son was playing some high school golf. I didn't want to miss that. My daughter dancing and things. So um, this year I said, you know what? They're, they're both, my daughter's a senior now in high school and my son's in, in college. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm ready to get back. And especially since they, they went to state last year and fell a little short. So um, what, what has it meant to get back? Um, you know, I tell you, going to a state championship, that's every coach's dream, uh, high school championship. When I was at uh, University of Georgia, um, I was blessed enough to be able to work with uh, Clark Central, which is right next to University of Georgia, a high school legendary coach, Billy Henderson. We went to the state championship and that was in 1992. And we fell short to Valdosta by three points. We lost 17-14. So trying to get back to that 15th game, I mean, I've, I've been trying to do that my entire career. That's everybody's, uh, you know, like I said, dream to get back. And uh, Coach Gregory allowed me the opportunity to coach this, you know, be a part of this team this year. And I'm just very blessed. This meant a lot. It's pretty cool. It's cool to read about the stories and how much Collins Hill has transformed football in Georgia. So I want you to talk to the audience about what your role has been in this first year and that developmental role that's really vital to the program's longevity. Who will be the next Sam Horn of the team? Who will be the next Travis Hunter making big plays? Who Talk about us about that role and what, it's, what it really just means to you that you potentially are fostering the next big star of Collins Hill football. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Uh, you know, when I got back this year, uh, I've always – my background's always kind of been the offensive line, but I coach, you know, wanted me to do some other things. And uh, I was able to help the uh, ninth grade – mainly the ninth grade team, quarterbacks and running backs and receivers, uh, the long snappers with the varsity. And so, um, you know, I helped call the ninth grade offensive uh, uh, games and things like that. And during varsity – uh, you know, my main job was the varsity games and preparation going into it was to, uh, you know, um, keep up with uh, the stats of all the players, the, the uh, special players, the receivers, quarterbacks and things like that, seeing, you know, how many yards we've had rushing and passing and how many times have we thrown to this certain player and, uh, you know, Stam's stats of, uh, you know, passes thrown, uh and, and completion ratios and things like that. And then halftime would go in and break down, you know, what we were doing well, if we needed to continue to do that, or if we needed to make some adjustments, um, you know, for the second half. Um, you know, at Collins Hill, the thing about the, you know, elite players that we definitely had the last four years here, you know, we celebrate all the great players that have come through the program. I mean, we've had, you know, from the very beginning, like I said, in 94, we had our first quarterback, Patrick Wiggins. He went on to have a really successful year at the University of Kentucky. 
with uh, being a safety. We've had Carl's Perkins, uh, Charles Perkins, sorry, uh, play at Georgia Tech. Tamon Fox uh, just finished out his career at North, uh, North Carolina, probably got a good uh, chance of being drafted in the NFL. Um, and I'm sure you're aware of Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke came through Collins Hill, played for uh, the Washington football team this year. So we work very hard and take a lot of pride in developing the next, you know, elite player um, through our weight room. You know, we have great trainers, Coach uh, John and Coach Rachel. Uh, they're constantly talking to the players about, you know, nutrition, hydration. And uh, so we just take a lot of pride in that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have those elite players because they are important for sure to the program. Yeah, and making sure they start early and get into that weight room, get that training that is so crucial to just develop those habits, develop that work ethic because it's so crucial when they get older, the senior and junior, because then they know what to expect and they kind of have a – they can guide the next generation per se and have that expectation of what is needed to win a state championship. And now you all have exactly that kind of template. So it's really crucial to get the younger guys involved as early as possible. So – Kind of along those lines, what would you say, what would you summarize the culture is like at Collins Hill? Is it a championship-like culture? Like what would you describe it in like a couple sentences? What would you say the culture could be like at Collins Hill? Um, well, the culture, you know, it all starts with Coach Lenny Gregory. I mean, when he got there five years ago, he took over a team that was uh, two and eight. Uh, you know, Sam, Sam's team, when they were eighth graders, they went one and nine. Mm. All right. So, yeah, so it's, it's crazy. I feel that (laughs) a lot of when, when coach got there, there are a lot of players, they were just, you know, our colors are green, black, and silver. They were in workouts and things. They were wearing red and blue and orange and maroon, just all these different colors of all the opponents that we play. And he said, that's it. If you're going to be with us, we're wearing these colors wherever we walk. And, and, you know, we're going to talk the talk. So, um, you know, we uh, he started a leadership group. Uh, the captains, you know, the the leaders of the team, they they came up with their own um, uh, creed that they you know would uh, recite and say you know win or lose. They they recited the creed every time after the uh, prayer and things like that. Um, he got they they had a lot of individual individual people on the team when he when he first got there. So he said you know no more. We're going to uh, uh, we're going to focus mainly on the positives and and not deal with you know negative type of things and we're all going to be a, a team together. So uh, they they really you know bought into it and um, you know like I said the they just saw they just kept on with the hard work and uh, and you know everybody you know bought into it. So yeah, so that creed it sounds like a, it really the idea was making sure that every person on that roster felt like they were contributing to that championship success. Because yeah. no matter if you're like the third string or the first string, you That's put right. in that same amount of work, everybody will be chipping in and it'll feel very much earned. So I'm sure that especially at the end of that year, 15 game schedule, you feel like you're a part of it, no matter what kind of role was established. Right. Everybody had a, everybody had a role. You're exactly right. And he would, he would remind us of that. Then everybody is important. Everybody, every yeah. coach, every every player, every person that was out there. So that's yeah. great. And I read something that y'all were playing national, like a national schedule going to these different stadium playing in Vegas. We talked about that. What is that? What was that like? The dynamic for the players? That's such an experience and such a, uh, I, I couldn't imagine 
when I played high school football, being like, hey, you're even going out, going out of the state was such a cool thing to go play Augusta Christian, but going to like Vegas, that would have been so cool. So tell us what that was like for not only the coaches, the players and like, I just can't believe it. It's just, I can't put into words, especially as a high school kid. That was, that's an unbelievable experience. Tell us about that. Yeah. Of all my years, I never thought it'd be something like this for sure. Like you said, getting back into it, but we had the opportunity. We first, you know, we opened up Mercedes Benz. We got to play a freedom bowl, which was local at the, uh, Milton High School, who we ended up, you know, beating for the uh, state championship. But we at the Freedom Bowl there, we played uh, Greenville Christian out of Mississippi. Um, and, you know, and like I said, being local TV channel throughout the, the, the year, we were on ESPN against North Gwinnett. At the North Gwinnett game, Kirby Smart, he flew in a helicopter and <laughs> landed on the practice field and came on our sideline during the game, uh, being nationally ranked. I mean, you know, wow, it, it was something. So Coach Gregory always did a great job keeping everybody focused, you know, one game at a time, not looking ahead. You know, he, he would always tell them, let's worry about going 1-0 and tonight. You know, tonight is the night to go 1-0. and um, And showcasing, he always said that, you know, you have an opportunity. Nothing, uh, you know, we may never get this chance again. And I always thought that as a coach. I was like, yeah, I'm never th- – there's – I don't see that happening. So the kids, you're never going to get a chance to do this again. So go showcase. You want to you want to earn a scholarship. You want to you know put your name out there. This is the night to do it. You're on national TV. Go go be great. And uh, you know the details were everything. I mean, as far as the coaching staff, they just did a great job planning. You know everything because a lot a lot goes into it. It really seems like Coach Gregory keeps it in perspective because I feel like it'd be very easy to kind of get starstruck by the moment, especially going to Mercedes-Benz. I mean, I've watched um, my Patriots play the Falcons there. I'm not used – I wouldn't be used to being on the sidelines and being able to overlook everything. That just seems like an experience out of body almost. It just seems unbelievable. So another thing that is very fascinating about this interview that I'm really excited for is that Georgia football is – Georgia high school football is its own different breed. It is – just insane it stands out as one of the top states in the country especially for that sport recruiting got guys like trevor lawrence justin fields coming out of there two starting quarterbacks in the nfl right now just to name those two you could go for hours about the products that georgia's had so with you coming back and going from week to week against these teams that collins hill has played is that an accurate assessment or would you say that you've seen like maybe a team from florida or a team from mississippi that's just really caught your attention yeah, I mean, Georgia football, it, it, you know, in my opinion, it's got to be the best in the state, <laughs> sure. I mean, in the nation, I'm sorry, in the nation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, even from growing up, you know, when I was back in school, it was Valdosta. I mean, Valdosta nationally ranked all the time, uh, just a powerhouse down there in South Georgia. So, I mean, yeah, with no doubt. there's. I think there's – I looked up the other day, it was like 29 players just from our county alone in Gwinnett County, all right, uh, that are in the NFL. Uh, nine are going to be in this year's Super Bowl between the two teams, not just, oh, wow. from, just from our county. Um, so, yeah, every week, I mean, you got to be prepared, uh, you know, for a battle. They're going to be elite coaches. That's the thing. With elite players and elite clo- coaches, it's gone back and forth. So everybody is coming to Georgia. You know, if you, if you want to coach the best, this is where you come. If you want to – you know, playing the best a lot of times. That's what's happening in high school a lot now. You know, I don't know. We're going to probably talk about that later. But, you know, 
uh, kids are starting to shop around, you know, <laughs> uh, and uh, their parents are moving in. So, yeah, I mean, you got to get ready. Georgia is definitely, you know, an elite state for sure with high school football. Yeah, it's certainly really uh, – there's, like, shows like QB1 on Netflix that are, like, Jake Fromm was there, Justin Fields, they were both featured in that show. Right. And just seeing what – how. And I come from a smaller school, so football is not necessarily – we had a good little program, but it is not – like, the Georgia programs are unreal. Like, I couldn't even put into words it – oh, man. The, the facilities just – it's like a almost like a small college. It's Yeah, the training, the facilities, um, you know, like I said, the, the coaches, it's uh, – and then you got – you know, then you got the competition. I mean, everybody – you know, especially in our county, uh, in, in the metro area. I mean, you know, the southern part of state used to, you know, thrive and, and win the state championships, but it's moved up north. I mean, we've got teams, you know, you got Parkview, Brookwood, uh, these these teams of, you know, one state several times. Uh, you got Buford, who's in another classification, although they're moving up this year. They've, you know, state championship after state championship. I mean, it's, it's something else. Yeah. Talk, I want to know about, like, because high school football, it feels like more than anything else, the community that surrounds it is very much involved. So when a team like Collins Hill wins state championship, it's a big deal. What does it mean to that yeah. community overall, to people that you know that are been following Collins Hill, have their kids in that program? What did it mean for, like, the parents and just people that alums of the school? Because it had to be – just a momentous occasion. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, you win the big prize. I mean, like I said, I was there in 94 and uh, it's been a long time coming. They, the Collins Hill got to the semis, semi a couple of times. Um, but again, the cool thing, like I said earlier, you know, Sam and that group uh, of seniors, they were one and nine as eighth graders. So you can imagine what it meant to them alone uh, coming so far. I mean, uh, they grew up, you know, in that middle school, they stuck together. Um, they continue to work to get better. Um, so to be the best team this year and the best coaches, I mean, they, they like I said, they formed a brotherhood, really believe that uh, one of the big differences in that team compared to, you know, other teams in, in the area are, are the teams that we're playing. I really think that was the difference. Uh, like you said, community. Those boys, they've been together. They stayed together. They didn't shop around a bunch of people, you know, they didn't leave and say, well, we went one and nine as eighth graders. I'm going to go over here to, you know, play at Grayson High School or something like that. I'm, you know, they stayed there. Um, so, I mean, all their sacrifice, staying in, you know, buying into what Coach Gregory and the staff, you know, what they were, you know, selling the kids. Um, you know, at my school alone, at the middle school, I mean, you, you could hear the buzz all year. You know, everybody was asking me, you know, about the game that – the week before, who we got this week, what channel we're going to be on. I mean, there was a lot of buzz. So the community was just, you know, every time we went on an away game, uh, we had the band, the cheerleaders in the parking lot with a send-off. I mean, it was uh, just really cool. So, I mean, I think a lot of people felt the championship win, just not the players and the coaches, but the the community. I mean, we've got a uh, church that's close by, North Metro. They do a lot for us with the – pastor there and everything he's been with the Collins Hill football since 94 and so everybody was just uh just thrilled it was a it was a big time it's a different experience for sure because it beats 
I think there's a certain like college football. You've got this certain novelty to it. The NFL, there's a certain novelty to it, but high school football, it feels more personal because you can have, there's more of an opportunity for parents and kids like kids, like when was necessarily play college football, but they get that chance to be on a high school program. I mean, me and my friends still talk about our playing days in high school football. So to be able to be a part of a state championship team, I can't imagine what that feeling's like. It's got to be indescribable. Yeah, it really is. It really is. It's something that, you know, nobody will ever forget. And, uh, you know, be able to talk about for years, like you said, um, yeah, it's pretty special. Yeah. So I, we talked about how every player on this Collins Hill team has a significant role, but I want you to talk to me about the, uh, the obviously the uh, two standouts that we talked about, Sam Horn and Travis Hunter. What have these guys meant to this team and what did their, in their legacy, I want to say more specifically, what does that mean for the school moving forward? Do you see a, a more wave of transfers coming in saying, oh, hey, these two guys had really great success here and are playing at a high level? Do you see that having a big like domino effect moving forward? Um, you know, you know, it's hard to say on that. Uh, but I will say, you know, these players, uh, you know, like Coach Gregory said several times, you know, they're everybody, they're elite players. I mean, and not so much that it, you know, it just happened. Um, you know, most elite players, it, it doesn't just happen. They study the game of football, they actually, they truly love you know, football, the huddle, um, you know, program that everybody, you know, we watch film and uh, you can you can track the players yep. and see how long minutes they've had in there. Those two guys definitely, and, and definitely Travis has had the most minutes in there. They study the game. They love the game. Um, they really, truly care about their teammates. Um, you know, there were several times this year that I actually heard them – and, and other players, because like you said, it's a trickle effect. They Their leadership, they, they said, we're going to win the state championship. And they would say, we're going to win it for you. We're going to win it for you, Coach, or whatever it was, um, which was pretty cool. Um, you know, they definitely have a – they've re, rejuvenated, you know, the urgency to be the best you can be. And the thing is, to be the best, you know, you got to practice like you're the best. And so – you know, every day they, they gave it everything they had. But at the same time, you know, as a high school football player, they, uh, you know, they really had a fun time with it. You got to have fun. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool. I want to share this one thing. They did this uh, probably almost every day, especially during summer uh, workouts. They would have, you know, when there was a water break or whatnot, um, they would stand at the 50 sometimes on the 45 on the other side, and they would, t uh, Sam and Travis would both throw the ball and try to hit the crossbar on the uh, field goal. And they would do it. I mean, if they had, oh man, if they, if they had, you know, 10 tries, they might do it twice. I mean, they, and you know, and the thing is other kids, they'd get water real quick, but they'd want to come out there and be a part of that. And, uh, you know, they just had they just had a great time and, and their tempo, you know, that they set for the team and the speed they played the game. It was really good. They held everybody to a high expectations, you know. Yeah, it must have been really uh, fascinating watching those guys and being able to see that that mentality, that mindset, that ethic, that work ethic and see that be translated to the next level and say, hey, they started at Collins Hill. This is where they became the players that they've become. So it should it really I would think like resonate with the program and just overall it's going to make a big impact moving forward 
But as for a couple final questions, I got one that I'm going to save for as a little just a prediction from you. But this one, do you so we've seen college football in the last year. It's kind of undergone an identity change in a sense with NIL players are now being able to monetize themselves and it's becoming more of a business and not saying that high school will start exactly copying this, but do you see high school football, especially with these transfers, a lot of different schools are becoming these, this is the place I would say IMG comes to mind as one of those places. Collins Hill is going to become one of those places. There's schools in Nevada. Bishop Gorman comes to mind. Like just, these are the marquee schools. If you want to play college football, do you see a almost transfer of an identity to where kind of high school football loses that novelty and just becomes these are the schools to go to? Or do you think that high school football is not changing and you really can't change what makes it so special? Yeah, I know, golly. Um, You know, I hope not. I really hope it doesn't become like that. I really don't. Uh, Like I was saying earlier, you know, kids, you know, they do shop around, you know, sometimes for the – best program or who just won or the premier coach went here, you know, and it just, some of that just drives me crazy. I mean, <laughs> it really, it really does take the fun out of, it, you know, because that's the thing that's so special about high school, you know, it, the way it's been, the history of it, you don't get to recruit anybody, you know, right. you're not supposed to, you, you don't get to recruit these guys. They came from the middle school or the rec departments and now they're with you. And so here they are. So what can you do with them? You know, that's what's made it so fun to for me over the years. Um, you know, just like, you know, in the NFL, you know, if you make it to the dance, if you make it to the NFL, you get – if you score, you can spike the ball. And, you know, that's your reward. That's your payoff. And do the dance and all those kind of things. But, you know, in high school, you're supposed to, you know, score and hand the ball to the ref and, and move about <laughs> – you know, move about your business. So, you know, I – I believe, you know, with certain rules, regulations, uh, you know, as long as they stay in place, uh, you know, I hope that high school will stay, like we talked about earlier, you know, unique, you know, because that's that's the thing that makes it so unique. You get, uh, you know, you get to change young people's life and, uh, you know, later if they can make it to the college or uh, professional, you know, that's when they can, you know, do all the the other things, uh, right. you know, if they choose to or whatnot. So, you know, I hope it stays like it, you know. Yeah. It now. seems like Quinn yours when he was, he did immediately just from disregarded his senior year of high school football and went straight to Ohio state because yeah. of the whole NIL situation. I don't see that as necessarily the norm. It just seems like more of an abnormal, like just a very abnormal of like, just a lot of people be like, man, just kind of enjoy your senior year and just stuff like that. I don't really see that as the next that I don't see that as high school football because of just that community that like what we talked about in this interview, all the things that matter, culture, brotherhood, just all that stuff comes together, especially nowhere else like high school football. So to see your perspective on it, the hope your hope for is very refreshing. I would say. Yeah. I love the kids to stay young and stay, you know, be a kid while you're, you know, still in high school and you can, do the adult stuff and everything as you get into adulthood, you know, because like I said, in the community, I mean, I, it was, you know, my wife always, you know, it was, it was cute to her. There would be so many little kids that wanted to high five Sam and Travis and other players, like maybe get an autograph or a picture or a selfie or something. And, you know, that stuff, that that's cool. You, 
you know, they should be able to do that in high school and, and feel that and uh, not make it so big like it is in NFL and you can't touch those guys, and, you know. Yeah, <laughs> those guys have security teams. I don't really think they uh, have security teams in high school. That's right. <laughs> So to wrap up the show, and I really have appreciated your time here. You mentioned yeah, earlier the Georgia players in the Super Bowl. I want to know: Can you do you know anybody? Do you know any names by heart? Do you uh, know all of the players in the Super Bowl? Because I might be able to guess a couple, but I don't think I'd be able to get all of them. <laughs> no, uh, let's see. Uh, no, go ahead. You go first again. <laughs> Shoot, I feel like the. I, I don't think this will be. I don't know where Stafford went to high school, but that seems like the obvious one, <laughs> yeah. just because he went to Georgia. But everything else, I'm kind of – Sean McVay played high school football in Georgia. Since he's our first one ever, yeah, that's, is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> I see I see your hat you're wearing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a Blake, so I was asking you. I, feel, yeah. I was thought you had the knowledge ready. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> do you have a prediction for the Super Bowl? That'll be my, uh, my final off-guard question. I'm I'm pulling for the Rams. I don't know what the prediction is going to be, but yeah, I'm going to take the Rams. Uh, I don't know. You pulling uh, you pulling for Stafford for sure. Oh yeah, Stafford. I I think it's easy to I think it's easy to root for either of these teams, especially like Matthew Stafford uh, all that time in Detroit, and he's yeah. very much close to this. Like it's where you are, where I am at Georgia. He's very much a likable guy, and then Joe Burrow. While I do have my uh, reservations for what he did to Clemson in 2020, <laughs> I think that he is a heck of a dude and he's very entertaining. And then you got T. Higgins, Clemson guy in the Super Bowl, DJ Reader. Got mm-hmm. a bunch of you got a bunch of Clemson guys. I think there's four in the Super Bowl. Just to you, you mentioned it, so I thought I might as well bring it up. Yeah, well, the SEC guys are battling out at the quarterback, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right, guys, that was head, that was assistant coach Chip Holloway. Chip, thank you so much for doing this. Do you have any final words before we end the show? Hey, no, I just, you know, thank you so much for uh, you ha- having me on your show, and uh, good luck to you in the future. And I'd like everybody to go out and watch some high school football this uh, coming year. Absolutely. All right, guys, this was the Man with the Plan podcast with special guest Chip Holloway. I hope you guys enjoyed. Subscribe for more or leave a five-star review to let us know that you enjoy the show. Thank you guys so much as always and take care.